Hello, and thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of our post today is Operation Overtake, Part 1. And this may be just a couple of minutes longer than usual. If so, not much, and you will be encouraged by this. It is now clear to those with any level of prophetic discernment in the church that there is no hope for America's survival apart from supernatural intervention. It will take a genuine revival, one that produces a sweeping return to God to reverse America's insanity, restore reason, and allow God to restore us. Our condition is critical. We are on life support, no longer able to heal or recover on our own. God, in his mercy and his need of a restored America for the coming worldwide revival, is willing to bring this, this resurrection. As has always been the case in history, however, this restoration is demanding the participation of a remnant. Some accuse me of exaggerating when I say the prayers of the praying church are saving America. I am not. There is no hope for America without a third great awakening, and there is no awakening without prayer. Most Americans, including Christians, look to government to save us. But as Reagan said, government is the problem. There is zero chance our government can save America. A large part of the church believes God will sovereignly do as he wishes, with or without us, ignoring the Bible and history. The truth is, God needs our participation. To the praying remnant, I say thank you and persevere. Your prayers are saving America. God is willing to save through a remnant. Over the next three days, I'm going to share and unpack a significant dream which will encourage you in this effort. You will find it enlightening, instructive, and very encouraging. It was given to my friend Greg Hood a few months back, and I feel it is now time to share it. Greg begins, The dream started with Dutch and me opening and, and, opening and walking through a gate leading to a long dirt road, canopied with willow trees. We walked for two miles under these willow trees. I knew it was two miles because there were wooden mile markers along the road. However, these markers look different than those we see on a normal U.S. or state highway. This mile marker had the mile number two and underneath it was etched another number, 4352, 4352, and a crown. 
As we walked down this narrow dirt road, we could hear a wind blowing through the willow trees. The sound was like angels and people singing together. Somehow we knew this sound, though we couldn't make out the words. As we walked, we saw in the near distance a man sitting on a completely white horse. The horse was a very bright white. Its feet were moving slightly with the sound moving through the willow trees. As we approached the man, we were, we were not sure if we wanted to walk any further for the atmosphere had become very heavy. We could not make out the man's face or appearance, but he was emanating an extremely bright light, had a sword on his side and a crown on his head. These two things we could clearly see. Dutch turned his head toward me very slowly, as if not wanting to draw attention from the man on the horse. Looking at me, he said, we might die here, but we have to keep moving. I, Greg, responded in a whisper. I agree. We must press into this. I can see the road changes just past the man on the horse. We continued to make our way down this dirt road with its canopy of willow trees. It was very difficult to continue because of the weight of the sound moving through the willow trees. Yes, the sound had weight to it. As we approached, the horseman moved his horse from the uh, from, ho moved his horse to the side of the road, and after we passed him, positioned himself just behind us, traveling down the dirt road with us. The overwhelming fear we once felt had turned into extremely bold confidence. As we continued walking, we noticed the road changing under our feet from dirt to a paved road. Just before the road changed completely, the man on the white horse instructed us to stop and listen. He said, keep watching and you will see all that is ahead of you and even far off. Keep listening. My voice is guiding you. My voice will navigate you through this complicated and treacherous terrain. Keep moving and you will take the land. The land ahead of you will look much different than it has before. This is your land. He then added, you will not walk from here. You will ride. I don't know where they came from, but he presented each of us with a horse. As he did, we could see many other people approaching us, walking and leading horses. They were not coming from ahead, but approached from within the willow trees. We knew many of them as they were friends and co-laborers in ministry and life. There were also many that we didn't know. Without hearing any order or command, we took the reins of our horses and mounted them 
everyone at once. As we did this, <clears throat> excuse me, as we did this, the man on the white horse answered a question Dutch and I both had in our minds, but were hesitant to ask. He knew our question, even though he hadn't asked it. And he said, you want to know their names, don't you? The names of your horses. Well, their names are not as important as the troop they came from, or they come from. They are from Troop Basilius, <laughs> Greek word, Basilius. We would pronounce it Basilius by the spelling. And they will ride like it, he said. These horses were bred for you. He went on to say, they are bred for battle. They were bred for gathering spoil and occupying. And they were bred to intimidate your adversaries. As the road was transitioning from dirt to pavement, so were our clothes. In the dream, we had not been aware of the clothes we were wearing as we walked the road under the willow trees, but we did become aware of the new clothes that appeared on us as we moved ahead. We were now wearing garments of royalty and war, the garments of kings. It's difficult to describe what we all look like in these clothes. Everyone was dressed this way and all looked brilliant. End of part one. And now a few of my comments. The dream began with Greg and me walking a dirt road flanked with willow trees, which in scripture symbolize both loss and hope. Psalm 137 is a good example. As we progress tomorrow, you'll see that the dream is about America's restoration. This beginning indicates, the beginning of the dream indicates we were saddened by America's condition, but also had hope. The number, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I apologize. The number on the mile marker, 4352, is Strong's number for the Greek word for worship. I don't know how the Lord gives him these details in these dreams. 4352 on the mile marker is the number for the Greek word for worship. We must worship while journeying on this road to America's restoration. The sound of worship carried weight, symbolizing glory and led us to a greater authority pictured by the crown under the number. It released the wind, Holy Spirit, angelic help, and brought us to a manifestation of Christ, the rider on the white horse. Worship prepared the way for all of this. He enthrones himself in our praise. Christ had his sword and was wearing his crown, representing power and authority 
He allowed us to pass him, then followed us down the road, which removed all fear. The road then changed from dirt to pavement. I'm not certain of this meaning. Perhaps it symbolized the passage of time from America's birth to the present. I think that makes sense in light of the future, the part of the dream we'll see in the next couple of days. Then Christ spoke words of instruction and encouragement. I'm summarizing them. He said, watch, listen. I will guide you through the complicated and treacherous terrain and show you the future. Things will look different, but this is your land, he said. Christ then gave us horses, war horses, bread for battle, and bread for each of us personally. Bread for battle, bread for intimidating enemies, gathering spoil and occupying territory. War horses in scripture symbolize strength for battle. He told us they were from Troop Basilio or Basilius. Basilio is a Greek word meaning a king, ruler, a lord. Same root word for kingdom. It is an obvious reference to the ecclesia, the royal priesthood of Christ, who have been delegated his authority to rule and reign. And at this point, our clothing changed to royal garments of war. The beginning of this dream is telling us Christ has prepared us for this season of spiritual war. There is a portion of the church that understands America's condition, understands worship, Holy Spirit and angelic help, and Christ's authority. As we will see tomorrow, the war is over America's calling and destiny. Let's pray. <clears throat> Pardon me. Jesus, thank you for giving your prophetic anointing to the church through the Holy Spirit. A remnant is truly listening and praying. We know the road, the journey we are on must be one of worship. Angels will join us on this holy road and our worship releases your wind of Holy Spirit. It brings your presence, not only as our shepherd, but also as the white horse rider, our glorious King. On this road of restoration for America, we humbly accept our calling to partake of your kingly anointing. 
You have placed us in your troop, the ecclesia, the troop of the king. You have dressed us for war, given us strength for battle, pictured by war horses. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us through this stream, giving strategy and encouragement. We ask you to stir the hearts of more believers to listen and take seriously your warnings and instructions. As we hear you, we ask that the next era of kingdom activity be the greatest ever. And in Christ's name we ask, amen. We decree that we will worship and ride into battle with the authority of our King, Jesus. Amen. Well, you can learn more about Greg and his ministry through the link we provide for you here. And I will look forward to seeing you tomorrow where we will continue with this dream in some very, very interesting uh, details. See you then.